Welcome to the Pandemic Show. Stories of the pandemic for people living in the pandemic. No one is alone on the Pandemic Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemic Show on social media. Good day, and welcome to the Pandemic Show. Today, we're transcending time and space to talk with Aisha Haas from Toronto, Canada. Aisha, thanks so much for talking with us today. How are you? I'm good. I'm just chilling. You know, I'm looking for things to do during this whole Panasonic microwave that we're in. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Aisha is a pop R&B singer. She writes fantastic lyrics and she's got a strong, captivating voice. I've been listening to some of your songs and they've been helping me get through the pandemic. Music has been such medicine to so many of us during the pandemic. And we just want everyone to know, no matter your Zodiac sign, all are welcome on the pandemic show. Absolutely. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about what your life was like before the pandemic struck in March, 2020? For sure. Before the pandemic, I pretty much was at the start of just doing some introspection, like trying to understand different things about myself and how I find my sense of belonging in the world and basically what we're grappling with right now, which is staying connected. I thought to myself, like music has always been that thing for me. And for a long time, I kind of put music on pause. I said, this is the perfect time for me to just start doing this. I started doing some artistic development courses and just connecting with other musicians, which was nice. But then Suddenly it just turned into going from being in a physical space and meeting people in that center and going online. So then we had to look within ourselves, like how could we stay connected in virtual space versus, you know, what was going on in reality? It turned into a lot of us pretty much still trying to share like our feelings and explore how we as artists even put a pen to paper about the whole experience of the pandemic. <laughs> and the pandemic's been an opportunity for you to write some of your own material. You've got some songs out to the public, Butterflies and Zodiac. Both of them are, Butterflies especially, is a deeply personal song, a powerful song about the important subject matter. It talks about unrequited love and it really seems to shift the atmosphere and take it from a negative more into a positive. We've all experienced we've all experienced that growing up and living our lives. And I think you have to turn it into a positive or could be life could be pretty gloomy right that's exactly what part of my aim is because a lot of people they can have a limited perspective not saying that everyone has a limited perspective but sometimes people are like oh the, everything is doom and gloom but it's about changing like you think of a butterfly you think transformation and transcending and transmuting all the different things around growth is important and you can grow from the good and the bad. So that's all about the subject of life lessons and how we develop with what we learn. So pretty much I'm the teacher and the student <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. It, it seems like the pandemic is something that we have to make the most out of similar to your lyrics in, in Butterfly. 
Right. So exactly. People are growing from, you know, the good and the bad of the pandemic because for the good, some people are making lots of money making these PPE gear and other things. And then there are people who they've had family businesses and those family businesses have had to close. And then there are people who are struggling to make ends meet. There are people who are living not in buildings, but living in tents. And it's not by choice that they're living in tents. They've been forced to do so. I was very upset before Easter. I think it was actually Good Friday when I saw reports coming out of forced evictions in Toronto. And yeah, the the homeless encampments, you're seeing them more and more in Kitchener-Waterloo across Southern Ontario. It's really alarming how it seems the social safety net isn't catching people. And the pandemic seems to have magnified all the problems that existed in before time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because again, people are learning from that simple experience, because even though it's a new experience for a lot of people, and it's something that some people are like, okay, I know what to do. I can try to get back on my feet working here and there and, and, you know, doing this and that. There are people who are like, this is the first time that I've experienced this. And this is a wake up call. And they're like, I've never you know, thought about how it'd be to be in this position. So I think, again, bad, bad experiencing, you can turn into good. You're, you can emphasize with other people who have been in that experience. I'm hoping that we as a community and as a society really work together to support people who are down on their luck or need help with addiction or mental health or need help escaping from abuse there's so many, the pandemic really has shone a spotlight on a lot of inequities in our society. Right. We're- what I think with every, everything going on, like you said, like music can, is a huge part of being that therapy and the medicine for other people. Because for myself growing up, I would sometimes go through my, my own thing where I'm like, I don't know how to feel about what I'm going through. And, you know, then you turn on the radio and you hear a song and that can change the atmosphere, change how you feel. And it helps you to also reflect. And you're like, okay, this sounds a lot what, about like what I'm going through or, you know, my feelings is captured in this song. So it's all about just, you know, the essence of the words being recaptured, you know, given to you in the sense that you're like, I'm not alone in this because somebody made this song. They either wrote it, they sung it, or they did all of that by themselves and was able to, you know, actually emphasize with you. So again, people want to feel that they're not alone and, you know, be connected. It's all about the sense of belonging. And if you know someone who's going through personal situations, whether it's addiction, homelessness, anything that's troubling to like our general well-being, be a supporter. And being a supporter doesn't mean that you have to have the funds uh, to support the situation, but just be there, be present, because that goes a long way. Powerful point. I'm I'm impressed by your lyrics and your voice and the music. You have electronic dance music behind you. Is it is it trap? It's such it's trap kind of R&B it's an experimental beat yeah they're pretty much experimental that I that I like yeah I was talking with Staz the boss from Brooklyn New York a couple weeks ago and she was really catchy music like you behind her behind her poetry behind her music it's really taking off it supports the lyrics for real yeah yeah it, it was catchy and your lyrics are butterfly and it's too late to hide no disguise too late to hide no surprises oh why you're sweet like honey, yet you're poison. Surreal, I feel soul ties. Butterflies eating at my insides. Oh, why, why, why? You want to kill the vibes. Weren't we meant to collide? Yeah. It's, you wrote 
those lyrics and then how you sing them. It's so catchy. And I know I've been listening to a lot of music, like I said, alone during the pandemic, and it's making me feel that sense of connectedness. I'm excited to call myself a wise eye. A wise is what you call your fans, right? Yes. So it's just all about enlightenment, engagement, and, you know, the entertainment. And then also, you know, my general message is to share my life lessons, you know, some transforming words into those lessons to tell a story. So again, you can get anything because it's butterflies, you know, butterflies is all about unrequited love. And it sort of has that butterfly effect where anyone's going to hear it and they kind of feel impacted. There's something to take away from each line. I would say each line, there's something to, that will stick with you. So just like sweet, like honey, your poison, the situation, like it's a lot of surrealism going on in the world. It's like people are either blind to it or they're awake to it. And again, you explore your creativity, which a lot of people are doing right now during the pandemic. I pretty much just work on whatever comes to me. And if I feel it and I feel like this is the message that people need to receive, then that's what I'll send out to to the world. Currently, I've been writing so many things like I have a track called Bruck It Down, which, you know, it's not English. It's actually a patois cover. So Bruck It Down is just a translation of like Break It Down. And you're thinking, oh, maybe it's dance. But it's sort of it's going to have the same effect of, of butterflies with the whole, you know, you, th- you come in perspectively, you're like, OK, this is something to be happy and and dance to. But there is a deep message rooted into everything that I say in each line for the audience to take away. But what? be on the lookout. I'm not going to give any specifics. <laughs> <laughs> I follow you on across social media platforms, so I'm sure yeah. when it drops, I'll, I'll see it. I'll see it online. How have you been getting your music out out to your yeah. fans, to the wise eyes during the during the pandemic? Getting the music out is comes with a lot of support. Also, you know, me trying to access what I have in savings and I'm saying, okay, music is something that I want to do. And in order to honor this, I need to invest in myself. And have you been doing any virtual shows or live shows? Yeah. So most recently in February, I did a Black History Showcase, which is with Artscape. They're um, also a center for pretty much like artistic development and if you do venues and other things like that community access it was pretty much an interesting experience because it's still we're still in the panning we have to wear our masks and in lieu everyone I still got to meet people in real life but still at a distance but it was nice to know that there are other people who are again making their music and putting their music forward in that space and that there are creative spaces for us to be online and just to showcase what we have and share our messages. How would you compare the experience of singing online to in before times when you could sing in front of a crowd? In front of a crowd, you have that whole experience where people, they get to resonate with the emotions and and you see it on their face. But then when you're virtually, you can't see anyone and you're just there, you know, but you're, when you're there, you have to give yourself in the same way. That's how I think about it. Give yourself in the same way as it was a live performance. You'll get the response after. If there's no response, at least you know that, you know, whoever needed to hear it, heard it and they received the message. Before times, everything was about being together, being in the same club, being in the same outdoor venue. And now we're together apart through the computer. It's 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 so surreal. We're together apart through the computer, but still we're finding ways to connect because, again, you can get on a virtual space like Zoom, uh, Skype, other things like that. And you can connect with different people around the world, even a social app like Clubhouse. 
where it's different people talking about their entrepreneurial goals or telling stories or just people saying, hey, I'm home and I'm bored. But this is me. So the reality is what is pretty much appealing and entertaining for us because we still get that social, I say social food that we need. How do you find the different social media platforms for reaching out to your fans? I don't have a TikTok, but you're on TikTok. You're on Insta, Facebook, Twitter. Do you find any of them more powerful or are they all somewhat similar? Oh my, this might expose a little bit of my brain. (laughs) I find with Instagram, it's a lot. I feel like people are trying to constantly sell us things on Instagram. That's my personal opinion. The way I use it, I pretty much just like to share words. So I'll post a lot of memes and I'd be like, for the day, I'm going to share this. And it's like, whoever needs this or sees it, but then I'll get so much responses with people saying, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Or, you know, I felt like you were speaking to me. And that's, that's the great thing about Instagram. Then you go on somewhere like TikTok, you go on TikTok and you have all these people making videos of just random things at home, but it it becomes so popular. People are like, I relate to that. It's about the relatability that connects us and people find themselves, you know, like that's me in them. So it's all about the reflections. Do you think I should get on on TikTok? It depends on what you want to do. I feel like if you're going to go on TikTok, you have to have an end goal of like, okay, I'm making TikToks. I'm going to be cooking or I'm making TikToks. I'm going to be jokes. So it's like about how you show your personality and how you want to shine through. How do you think the pandemic is helping our, is, is the pandemic helping artists by creating more people ready to consume at home? I feel like I'm consuming more music that I wouldn't have been exposed to before because I'm online searching it out and looking at what people are doing before I was on my computer less and just going to local shows I wouldn't get to Toronto very often. I think the pandemic has turned me on to your music. And then maybe in after times, I'll get on the 401 and come down for a show. For sure. With the pandemic and the way that is changing music, I think that more consumers will be online. But then when, when this is over, it's still we're going to all turn back and say we need the live show this is like the break you know it was like you were in a relationship and then it's like okay we're going to take a break but it's like a a long distance break (laughs) and that so you need that I think you know virtual performances will be there and for sure they'll increase but the live thing will never take away it's great that there's people like you spreading positivity and trying to connect people in this time of isolation and fragmentation. I know Greg Godovitz in a previous episode said, if you see your friends kind of going squirrely a little bit, reach out and say hi. Are you taking that approach too with your your networks? A lot of times I'm generally that friend that everyone says, you know, I want to come to you for advice. And it's surprising because usually I'm like, I don't know if anyone's going to check up on me, but people have been checking up on me a lot, asking me if I'm good. I've been checking up on people too, because like sometimes you'll look at something and you're like, oh, that's just a joke. But then you're like, you know what, just in case, let me say something. Because, you know, recently there was the passing of DMX. I saw someone made a video and they're like, you know what, it's the perfect time to pass away. And I'm like, you know what, I think I should check in with this person. I called up a friend and they were like, they actually contracted the virus. And that was a big scare for them. And they have children. They were like, you know, I don't feel like I want to do this and come with me with the virus. I'm like, there is a vaccine, you know, and you still need to be pushing for the next day. It doesn't really matter. We can't give up. See, that's the end. You can't give up. Exactly. You have to be resilient. And that's the thing about 
people putting themselves online since public spaces have closed. That's the resilience of mankind in general. I think that the grassroots community is going to come out of this stronger than ever because we're all almost forced to rely on each other and to support each other in whichever ways we can. I I wonder what kind of transformational change we're going to see as we exit this pandemic. I would hope that people are less about the money and more about what makes you passionate. Because again, a lot of people have returned to doing their own hobbies. And, you know, hobbies have turned into things where people like, you know what, this is a hobby, but I can also, you know, support my family with this. And it makes me happy. So it's taking us more out of the mindset where we're like, okay, we have to do this nine to five and we have to keep pushing it against the grain. Instead, people are like, okay, I can do this business and my business benefits so many people and they can have a personal experience and I get to connect with them and they get to know who I am and where what they want is coming from. Delana Gale Bowen, a singer in Vancouver, her belief system is that the, the, the pandemic is a time for us to work on ourselves, to find out who we are, to work on our wellness, to work on our own personal development. It seems like with the slower pace of life of the pandemic, that's really given people more time to think about themselves and the kind of future that they want to have. Do you think a lot of people are using the pandemic to reevaluate their situations? Oh, absolutely. That's that's without a shadow of a doubt. You know, because like I said myself, I was doing some introspection and it went from introspection to, you know, creating more music and with creating every time I create something new, I'm like this is a different aspect of myself coming out and I'm getting to explore more of who I am and, and what I want to share. So it's not just, you know, lyrics on paper, but it's rather like deeper thoughts, deeper feelings. I know in the summer, I started writing poetry to deal with the pandemic blues. And that creative process of writing out ideas and thinking about other things, uh, that really helped me. That creative aspect it's so important for our well-beings. And it seems like the pandemic is helping lead people to that because it does have a sense, there's a sense of foreboding and darkness with the the pandemic. And mm-hmm. in Ontario, I don't think the government's had that positive a, res- a response to the pandemic. And it seems to just be going on and on. I know in other jurisdictions, the, like in Australia or New Zealand or the Maritimes, states and provinces sealed their borders and they tried to get rid of the COVID pandemic to get it down to zero so they could open up their economy and people could gather worry-free. Unfortunately, in Ontario, it seems that the government thought that there was some amount of of loss of human life and human suffering (laughs) was justified. And I mean, I'm I'm outraged by that. I wonder if the people of the pandemic are going to say enough is enough and we're going to see some massive electoral change after the pandemic and at the next elections and people are going to wake up and say, hey, These people were looking out for all of us and these people were only looking out for their own supporters. And if we're going to see some unity around a more positive direction where a rising tide really does float all boats and not just some boats. I feel like with political change, I think people are still going to vote the same and people are but more people are going to be more conscious of pretty much what is said were to happen again what's the backup plan i'm thinking there has to be something good come from all this suffering there's been media coverage to show that there's that systemic inequalities exist if we look at the vaccine rollout of 
across the province. The, the frontline workers in retail, those are the people that have been getting us through this, yet they're not getting the protection of being of the essential worker status. I hope things like that change and this pandemic leads to, to change. I know it's led to great songs like Butterflies and Zodiac, and I hope it's going to lead to some positive structural change where we have a more just and equitable society. Well, the structure is already changing in the sense that people are getting more back to their creative mindsets and tapping into, you know, how to express yourself in a more free way rather than, uh, you know, pretty much following the social uniform of everyone pretty much, okay, this is the plan, this is the end game. It's more so, what do I want for me? Which is okay to have, you know, a personal plan of what you want to achieve for yourself. And that's the thing a lot of people put society before themselves. And I think that's what's happening to a lot of the workers right now too, that they're being forced into a position where they don't want people to suffer if they're not at work, but at the same time, they're sort of being, you know, put on the shelf where, you know, they're going through the same emotional stress as other people. And on top of that, they're working extensive hours with the risk of potentially I could be exposed to this incurable disease. (laughs) We are lucky that there's people and performers like you out there connecting us online. When we get through COVID, if we get through COVID, what do you think the world will look like? Or what are your plans to continue to bring people together? A lot of people said that radio was dead, which is a funny thing, because I never felt that radio was dead because I'm someone who grew up listening to radio and loved the radio. I pretty much will listen to something and not know what the person looks like, just hear their voice and listen for like what they're saying. And that's uh, what's most important to me. So I think more people will take time to digest what they take in from media and not just uh, be like, okay, so I heard that next. People are going to take more time and, and value it in their lives. Are you going to be out there hitting the stage, going on tour? For sure, your songs for, sure. <laughs> for sure. You know, the opportunities will obviously always be there for us to be out there as artists and express what we have to say. But it's also about not just saying anything just to say it, but say something that someone's going to learn from it and be able to carry that and apply it to something else and be adaptable. So, you know, resilience, adaptability, creativity, all those things are all coming together to create something new. I can't predict the future, but <laughs> we can expect something positive for sure. Cause after every bad thing, there's always a good thing ahead. Your music's very playful. Your music's very playful and very positive. You've got another song you're working on, you mentioned it, but do you have, are there other projects besides writing music? Do you do poetry as well or theater or any of those other types of artistic expressions? I do visual arts, actually. I draw. For a while, I kind of took a break from that and I've been focusing on the music. So with what I've released with my music, pretty much the visuals that has been me behind doing my own cover art as someone who is, you know, self-financing what I'm putting out there. And I think that's me going back to my creative roots, not only through music, but as well with the visual aspects of things. I think it's important to pay attention to detail because sometimes you won't miss a beat with what people have to offer. And again, like with most creatives, it's not just one thing that they can apply themselves to. They're always multifaceted. And I would imagine that you, you know, you're you're good at more than just podcasts. (laughs) Well, you're very kind to say I'm good at podcasts. Well, Aisha Haas, it's been a pleasure meeting you, and I can't wait till after times to see you live and to get to soak in that powerful voice. For sure. I can't wait to, you know, link back up with you and everyone else 
and just to give them a show that you know will provide lots of positivity and exhilarating energy and people to leave feeling empowered thank you so much for being here today on the pandemic show no one's alone on the pandemic show thanks for listening to the pandemic show we're all in this together and we're glad you're here together with us Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Do you have an interesting Pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show. 